Hello and welcome to this week's episode of They're Not Even Real Housewives Though, a podcast. There's no guest this week, so it's just me ranting and raving about the shenanigans in Miami, Salt Lake City and New Jersey. So let's get into it. So let's start with the news across the Real Housewives franchises this week. At the time of recording, we still don't have a release date for Atlanta, but I know they've shot the finale episode and it looks as though we're getting the She by Sheree collection finally. Sheree is one of my all-time favourite housewives and I am desperate to see what goes down at this party and if we have any fashions at this fashion event. Um, We also have seen the full cast and some confessional looks for Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 or episode two, I don't know how you want to call it. So we've got Jill Zarin and Dorinda from New York. Oh my God, I'm, I can't wait to see Jill. Um, she, again, is a housewife queen, and I really think that her time in New York was cut short. There was so much more that we could have seen from Jill. Tamara and Vicky from OC. When those two are around, we always know there's going to be nothing but drama and chaos. So I'm excited to see what they bring. We've got Brandy Glanville. Um, epic couple of seasons in Beverly Hills comes in, slaps Lisa Vanderpump and leaves. And it was incredible to watch. We also have Taylor Armstrong from Beverly Hills. She, uh, I mean, my experience with her wasn't great but it wasn't bad she had a really hard time um but I don't think we saw the true Taylor because obviously she was hiding a lot in her personal life so it'd be interesting to see what drama she brings and we've got Miss Phaedra Parks from Atlanta now everyone talks about Phaedra in a really positive way that they really like Phaedra but I can't get over what she did to Candy and Portia. It's not something that sits well with me. It's never going to sit well with me. And I just don't like this selective amnesia that the Real Housewife fans seem to have when it comes to Phaedra. Um, so I'm not sure how I'm feeling about her being in it. But all in all, the cast is epic. It has the equal parts of crazy, calm and chaotic. So I'm hoping this season two is going to be just as good as the first one um, with the girls from the other franchises. Dolores and Tamara both hit up Watch What's Happened Live recently and it was great viewing. Tamara back to the OC, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like she was willing to go back if Andy would rehire her. Um, she was initially really bitter that she got fired from the OC, but it seems as though she's over it now and maybe she'll be willing to come back. But do we want Tamara back without Vicky? I don't know. I just, I don't know if it works as well without Vicky because they feed off each other. They're both really shady, really bitchy and quite nasty characters. I don't know if they're fundamentally deep down bad people but they're incredibly nasty girls and without each other I just don't know if it will have the same impact on the show or not and Dolores was just a queen on watch what happens live I love Dolores and everything about her and her family and I'm really really um excited to watch that her the rest of her season in New Jersey, I think it's going to be incredible. I think she's got a lot to offer this time round. And Candy's spin-off 
from Candy from Atlanta. Her spin-off about her OLG restaurants is coming soon. It's launching the first week of March and I'm really excited about that. I'm more excited about seeing Mama Joyce. She, to me, is should be a full-time cast member of any reality TV show. She's brilliant. Her facial expressions, her one-liners. She comes for people. She drags people. But she's just an amazing person. And I'm really excited to see her in this OLG spin-off. So let's kick off this week's episode with Miami. So Miami airs for us in the UK on a Friday. So I usually get up in the morning, work out, and then settle down with a cup of coffee and watch Miami. It's usually lighthearted, not much happens. This season, as I've said before, has been quite slow. We haven't seen much drama, not a lot's happened. Um, And then this episode, I got a message from one of my friends and was like, have you watched Miami yet? Um, I said no, and her reply was, it's a lot. So I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was the finale because obviously we've seen um, snippets for the reunion and I hear the reunion's explosive. So I didn't really know what to expect, but I did sort of kind of know Alexia would be one of the reasons why it was a lot because this poor woman's life you just can't write it like a soap opera it doesn't even come close I don't think writers of soap operas or even tv shows and movies in general could write as much stuff that Alexia has to go through in her life and I think um this week just proves it so we start off with her bachelorette party at the Versace mansion everyone's eating penis cakes getting drunk it's four o'clock in the morning can I just say I'm not as old as any of these women okay I am not partying until four o'clock in the morning with strippers and burlesque dancers and all the rest of it the way that they can I can't do it and then get up the next day for breakfast and have mimosas and keep drinking like my head would be in the toilet I'd be vomiting constantly I don't know how these women do I really don't know how they do it but hats off to them because they look good as fuck and they seem to be able to keep up so I mean I'm impressed color me impressed but anyway I digress so we have the bachelorette party everyone's being wild Last is nowhere to be seen because she's a killjoy. She's boring. No one wants to watch her on TV. I think they recast her because she was going to be dropping some Kardashian um, and and Kardashian and Kanye type tea. But she's not spilling any of the tea. She's not juicy. She's boring as fuck. I don't see why she's still on it. Um, I petition that they swap last her out with somebody else or next season they put someone in who was going to combat against Larsa who is more of a provoker so Adriana and Larsa obviously don't get on they have their spats every episode but Adriana's not a true force against Larsa she doesn't have any inside information about Larsa she doesn't know any personal details about Larsa so there's not a proper argument in my in for my in my opinion I feel like if you had someone who knew Larsa properly, who Larsa did let her hair down in front of, who Larsa maybe, you know, a friend or like a, 
like a 20 year plus friendship or you know like a, a member of her staff or something like that there might be something you might be able to provoke a bit more out of Larsa but I'm actually done with her I'm not interested don't really see why she's still on it and I'd be happy if she didn't come back next season but that's just my opinion I'm sure other people would disagree so they have breakfast the next day, like I said, with the mimosas and the caviar. And Kiki is giving me all the moments with her. I'm wet. And then the waiter's like, ooh. And then she's like, no, my feet are wet from the swimming pool. And then he was like, would you like me to feed you caviar? Or would you like it on your plate? Oh, that moment was everything for me. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Kiki. She's just a walking vision of goddessness and she's fabulous and she's fierce and she serves the looks and she's got oh yeah I think Kiki needs her her full-time position stop being a friend of Kiki needs to be in the cast all the time she's incredible so we have the bachelorette party we have the breakfast two days before the wedding they have Alexia and her um fiance and her sons have a sort of pre-wedding dinner I guess it's a dinner like a you know like a get together with the family Alexia's mother is in hospital because she has covid it doesn't sound like it was anything particularly serious at this point but then what I find the producers of housewives do really well is they edit the music and they edit kind of the dramatic build-ups really well kind of like a regular tv show so I knew at this moment that something bad was going to happen, shit hit the fan and poor Alexia wasn't going to get married. So they're at the end of the dinner and they toast and then the champagne glasses clink and then it has that dramatic music. And I think the end line was, here's to a lifetime of happiness or here's to an exciting couple of days or something like that. And then I was like, oh shit, what the fuck's happened? Something's gone down. But then they cut to another scene and they're talking about something else, but then they come back to it and Alexia's mum has been released from hospital with hospice care and we have a phone call between Dr Nicole and Marisol where they're explaining kind of what's happening and then we cut to another scene where Gertie is trying to cancel basically all the wedding stuff. She's got boxes and boxes of wedding paraphernalia in her house because um, obviously with her mum being so sick, Alexia already cancelled the wedding. But then Alexia's mother sadly passed away on the day of her wedding. <sighs> you can't write this stuff. Like, Alexia, it just, I can't understand how Alexia still functions, still looks as good as she does, and still kind of maintains the level of queenness that she has when all of these things keep happening to her. I don't get it. Oh, I just, oh, my heart breaks for her, it really does. Um, but we know that she does get married anyway. She goes, they elope to St. Bart's and she gets married and it all seems happily ever after. And then her dickhead son um, gets into more trouble. So I don't know if you watched Miami at the beginning, but her son, Peter, is an absolute fucking moron and is always getting himself into shenanigans and has this kind of big dick energy that he swags around with, but he doesn't strike me as someone who has a big dick or necessary energy to support it. So I'm not really sure why he does this. But anyway, he gets arrested for domestic violence charges or something like domestic disturbance charges or something. I'm sure they're all alleged offences. They never actually happened, right? 
But so she probably had about a week, maybe two weeks of being married and happy before something else happened to her. But again, Lexia being the queen that she is, dusts herself off and carries on. So what else was in this episode, which I thought was weird and peculiar, very sweet, but very strange. So they have this memorial celebration at Nicole's house and they all come and I assumed that Alexia was going to be there because why else would you be doing this? So it's something to celebrate solidarity with Alexia. So they all pitch up wearing black. First of all, I'm not here for this wearing black thing for memorials or funerals or anything like that. Each their own and I don't mean to offend anybody. But I feel like a memorial or a funeral or something like that is a celebration of life. You should wear the colour that the person was the person's favourite colour. Or you should wear something bright and beautiful to celebrate the incredible time that these people have had on this planet. I don't understand this thing with wearing black. Cute. This is what I'm thinking in my head, right? As I'm watching them all get out of their cars and wearing black. And then cue Lisa in her bright green dress I'm like yes bitch come through in your bright green dress I'm (laughs) loving it but apparently everyone else thought it was inappropriate and then she felt like an arsehole because she was only one that was wearing a bright color and everyone else was in black so apparently me and Lisa are spirit animals as she said she didn't think it was going to be a thing because it wasn't the funeral. So she wore a green dress and she would look snatched, honey. She looked good in that green dress. And I think she looked incredible. And I think that if we're going to do it, go big or go home. And Lisa certainly served a look for that. So, yeah, that's basically all that happened in Miami this week. And then we got the teaser for the reunion, which I'd seen already. And it looks like... A lot of shit goes down and it gets heated. When Auntie Cohen starts a reunion with a shot, shit ain't going to be okay for the rest of the, for the taping. All I'm saying. There was no OC this week, which really pisses me off because I don't understand why they keep doing this to me. I have a good run of a couple of episodes and then they take a break and then I have to like wait another time and then I'm wondering, is it just me or is my Hey You not updated? And it's just, oh, anyway, nightmare. So let's talk about New Jersey because New Jersey is my franchise of the year so far. Obviously, we haven't had... New Beverly Hills or Atlanta, yeah, so that's, I'm making this statement now, but it was Salt Lake City, but when New Jersey came back, I mean, they're four episodes in, and I just, I feel like I could re-watch them again already, and still thoroughly enjoy every last detail of them, and like, milk it and lap it up, like an ice cream on a hot day, because let's be honest, (laughs) it has everything you could possibly need in these four episodes already where else are they gonna go i know that the new jersey like run is smaller so i don't know if you noticed but salt lake city kind of felt like it's been going on for a really long fucking time and there was too many episodes and i feel like they could have condensed it down into a fewer episodes and still had as much drama I just don't think it needed to be as long and I think they discovered that with New Jersey early on and they made the um the season run smaller so I think that helps give it that kind of 
blast of drama that we get in episodes. So I can't talk about New Jersey without discussing Frank Catania and his sex capades, okay? So he breaks beds. He um, thinks that he satisfies his girlfriend better than his daughter's boyfriend satisfies her. I'm just going to let that sink in for a moment. Yeah, you said that. At a family dinner, (laughs) they are setting ground rules. So the Catania family are going to be living in one house again together. So they've not done that since the children were about two years old. Dolores is remaining in her townhouse, but Frank is coming in and living with the kids in the family home. And one of the rules that Gabby specifically, can't say my words today, specifically has requested that he doesn't bring girls home. And he doesn't understand this. He doesn't understand why he can't bring girls home and have sex. He just doesn't get it. And she's, you know, quite rightly explaining to him that it's inappropriate that she can hear her father fucking some random girl who's probably the same age as her. So, I mean, I can get, I get it. I understand it. And all while these conversations happen, little Frankie is so uncomfortable and so awkward, bless him. And he's disgusted by these conversations. He doesn't want to have any bar of it. But then Frank Catania basically tells him to get off his high horse because he has ball gags in his room. Now, I was equally disgusted and I'm not going to lie... I smiled because the idea of little Frankie using ball gags just seems like, is it oxymoron, the word I'm looking for? He just doesn't seem the type. Now, I don't know if you remember in the last episode, Rosie and I disagree with how we think um, little Frankie operates around girls. I think he's actually quite shy and awkward. He knows he's good looking, but I don't think he, you know, max on women very much. I don't think he's a gallus and I don't think he kind of goes out there looking to hook up. I think it just happens and I think he's probably more of a relationship guy than a one night stand guy. So for him to have ball cags threw me through a loop a little bit because I'm like all right then little Frankie you've got a bit of big Frankie in you haven't you because I can't imagine Dolores being that type of person and she pretty much confirmed that when we cut forward a little bit and they go to the Jersey Shore (laughs) Frank's bed's broken because he made his girl come so hard that she kicked the edge of the bed posting off too much it was too much and then he asked her quite frankly what do you and david not break furniture and the look of disgust on dolores's face was priceless so needless to say she probably isn't breaking furniture when she's having sex um but you know who knows at this point with the catania family i think anything goes and anything is possible um so we have that dinner with the Catanias and then another Dolores situation that was happening was her beef with Jackie at this keg party, this really sad and kind of wilting spinach looking type um, keg party. So Jackie turns around and says to Evan, she doesn't know who she's messing with. First off, bitch, stay in your lane. Dolores will rip you to shreds okay 
I'm not saying that she's a particularly violent person, but she strikes me as someone that if you come for her, she's coming back for you tenfold, and I just wouldn't bother. And Jackie, like, I, Dolores would snap you in half like a piece of fucking celery. I just don't think that you have the gall to stand there, all puffed up chest like she doesn't know who she's messing with. All right, bitch, all right, we'll see, we see. However... By the end of the episode, they were all friends again, so it's pointless. But I would have liked to have seen that escalate a little bit more because I think I don't think Dolores heard Jackie when she said that because I don't think Jackie would still be okay if Dolores had heard that. I think they would have taken it outside and had a bit of a jersey scrap. Who knows? Jackie might be scrappy. She might be able to defend herself. But my money's on Dolores. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so that was kind of it from like the Dolores... Um, and Catania family for this episode but with Jackie we saw her deep delve deeper into her eating disorder and kind of her seeking help for that which I absolutely commend and I think she's an incredibly brave and an incredibly strong woman to kind of put it out there she's been battling this for 20 plus years she said and it's an issue for her and I do think it was when Evan told her about her children noticing her behaviours, that's when she decided she had to kind of make a change and she had to do, you know, she had to get help and she had to make it better. Um, Seeing her at the treatment facility when they were concerned about her heart and any potential um, kind of damage she's done to her body and seeing that pain in her face um, warmed me up to her, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, she's got a mouth on her. Yeah, she's a bit wet and I find her quite boring. But watching, I don't want to ever watch anyone go through that level of pain. And I genuinely hope that she gets the help that she needs. Um, And, you know, there hasn't been any permanent damage that she's done to herself in this uh, period of her eating disorder. So, um, yeah, I just, oh, yeah, it's sad. But I still don't, I still want to hate her. I do. I, I still want, I still want there to be reasons why I can't stand Jackie. But right now, I've warmed up to her. She, you know, she has an agenda, I think. I think she's trying to take over as Queen Bee of Jersey. And I think she went for Teresa her first season. I think she's going, being friends with Melissa, because Melissa's an OG. And I think this time she is coming in a little bit for the sympathy vote when it comes to the eating disorder. But I also feel like a very horrible person by saying that out loud. So who knows? Loving Jackie, also not loving Jackie. I'm a massive contradiction and I'm conflicted. And yeah, that's just my opinion on the situation. See, this is what happens when I don't have a guest. I rant and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Moving on. (laughs) So, Louis. Yay. Right, first of all, Margaret needs to let go of this video. No one fucking cares, Margaret. You don't have a storyline of your own or you're deflecting because something bad about you is about to come out. So you're trying to use Louis as a kind of a buffer between you and whatever shit's about to hit your fan. But we need to let the video go. The man did it. It's been all over the internet. Just let it go. But the way he didn't turn up to the Jersey Shore when the rest of them were down there for their cast trip bothered me. Like, either show up and be present or don't. 
I know he didn't sign up to the show. He's only really participating on it because he's with Teresa. But Teresa's whole life, Teresa's whole kind of income is based around being a real housewife in New Jersey. He must know that. So he must know there's a certain level of things that, in, that need to happen and get and her then storming off because he wasn't going to turn up. It's just, it's bizarre to me. First, she sends a text message to Melissa and she's like, you got to make sure you stick up for Louis and stick up for me because I'm your sister-in-law. And then she doesn't even show up because Louis parked in a parking lot somewhere and the producers are trying to convince him to turn up. Like, it's just, hmm, I don't know. It smells a bit fishy. I don't know if I'm here for it or I agree with it because let's, the first time, the first part of the whole sure experience or trip planning was Teresa saying that she couldn't really she had nowhere to stay because someone was using her house so because that because Jennifer then offered her a place at her house did that whole plan for them not to go fall through so then they had to come up with something else maybe not I'm probably reading too much into it it just doesn't sit well with me but I hear after watching watch what happens live um this week he does come out and talk about things in the next few episodes. So he does show up eventually. I just don't know why he didn't this time. It just, it seemed a bit weird to me. But let's talk about their trip to the shore. First of all, I want to go to the Jersey Shore. It looks like Southend, Bournemouth, Weymouth, all of those places with like juiced up, tanned, people in the sun and I'm here for all of it like I, I just I want to go one of the major reasons I want to go is I want to meet drunk Melissa Gorga drunk Melissa Gorga seems like the most fun and entertaining person in the whole universe I love it she fondles her female friends she says things that she doesn't really mean to say she's just a bit of a woo girl she's a bit hype and she's really shady and I am here for all of it I would love it if she dropped this perfect Melissa persona that she seems to have and it's just kind of drunk Melissa all the time or a little bit more I just I really enjoy it and I just really want to see more of it so that's kind of all from uh, Jersey this week. Again, fantastic episode. I had the the heart wrenching stuff from Jen, um, not from Jen, sorry, from Jackie. I had the drama from Teresa and Louis, and then I had the kind of <laughs> the comedic kind of situation with Frank Catania and his sexcapades. So all in all, it was a very well-rounded and incredible episode. So it was the finale of a very long season of Salt Lake City tonight, or this week, sorry. And yeah, I mean, if I'm honest with you, I'm kind of, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that they focus on the wrong parts of Salt Lake City, like, why did I have to witness three episodes, maybe four episodes of them deciding or arguing over when Meredith's father's memorial was? I mean, it's irrelevant, completely irrelevant. Jen Shah's been arrested for wire fraud and defrauding old people out of their retirement funds. And Mary Cosby is being accused 
of running a cult and getting people to go bankrupt in order to fund her lavish lifestyle. Now, why are we focusing on a memorial of when it did or did not happen when we could have been looking at that? And let's not also forget to take into consideration the fucking anger outburst that Jenny seems to have. She's insane. No one kind of picked up. At the first lunch that she threw, she lost her shit on Mary, went nuts. And then there was little nick bits of her losing her tiny little mind. And then we had her confessional where she admitted to breaking her husband's ribs. So she goes to anger management classes. And then cut to the finale. When she goes off on Mary, um, yeah, goes off on Mary, throws a glass in Mary's direction and no one seems to say anything. So I'm not sure that, yeah, I'm not, yeah, Salt Lake City came in hot, was obsessed with it, still am obsessed with it and will continue to be obsessed with it, but I just feel like I'm upset. The finale didn't fill me with anything. Oh no, wait, I'm lying. The finale did fill me with something. Vomit in my mouth. No one wants to see you, Whitney, and your husband getting it on on TV. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see the paint scene. Actually, I do want to see you in your little red teddy number because you look good, girl. But other than that, no, no, no. And also, who's cleaning that up? That's what I was thinking. Who's cleaning all that paint up? Because if you're not having robotic sex, as you like to say, or and you're having proper engaged sex, then surely that's, that paint stuff is not staying in the mat area that you've put down on the rug, on the nice-looking, like, some kind of animal fur rug. It's not coming out of that. So who's cleaning that? And I, I, I don't... I, yeah, oh, so many things were wrong with that. As a rule, let's just categorically all agree that sex in a marriage and a relationship is very important. It is key, in fact, to having a healthy relationship. But what it isn't needed is when you are on a TV show for the rest of the world to get a glimpse into what you and your husband are getting up to. Nobody needs to see it. Bravo, if you are listening, please stop putting it in the episodes. We don't care and we don't want to see it. Okay, so I had to get that off my chest. So it was the Vida Tequila party in the finale when um, the girls come together. Meredith and Jen Shah start dragging each other about who each other has slept with and how many affairs that they've had and all the different people they've slept with. Can I also just make a plea, a public service announcement, if you will, to all the women out there who are listening to this podcast and all the men who know women who are listening to this podcast, please stop coming for women about the amount of people that they've slept with. It is not important, it's not relevant and it's not hurting anybody it doesn't matter. She could have slept with one person, 10 people, a thousand people. It does not make her a whore. It doesn't make her a bad person. Just stop doing it. It's not cute. It's not funny. And it pisses me off. PSA over. So they have their massive row. Jenny throws the glass at Mary um, and cue to a corner shot of <laughs> Whitney and her husband having a, having a personal moment. I actually thought that one was cute. The other scene, not so much, but that one was cute. And Lisa Barlow just being Lisa Barlow with her food court. 
I was upset that we didn't see a Taco Bell. Was upset about that. But, you know, the food looked good and everyone looked good. I Like, I was enjoying it. Not really sure how the 80s chic theme matches the new crystal-coated bottle of Vida Tequila. But I'm loving the bottle. I'm actually looking to see if I can get some of this Vida Tequila in the UK. If anyone knows if we can get it, do let me know. Because um, I'd be interested to taste it. Because I do like a bit of tequila. Um, so, would like to know what it tastes like. Um, so, that's it. That's all I have to give you for the Salt Lake City finale episode. I don't have anything else. Meredith Marks had a photo shoot, which was okay. It The colours look great and the backdrop looked nice. Um, and that is all. The reunion is what I'm excited to see because I want to see how Jenny justifies her tweets. Um, I'm upset that Mary's not there because I feel like Mary deserves to have her say on all of her, the racist stuff that she said and all the kind of derogatory comments she's made about the Mormon church um, and defend herself about this cult leader um, tag that she's been given. Um, but I'm interested to see the reunion. So I'm going to keep my Salt Lake City rant short because I think when the reunion hits, it might just be its own podcast episode. When I don't have a guest, I like to have a little awards section. So I will give you my queen of the week, my shade queen of the week, and my friend of the cast of the week. So obviously my shade queen of the week, which isn't really a shade queen, but it's Jackie because she has some balls and I like the way that she's coming for Dolores and I think that's amazing and I'm I'm here for all of it. My queen of the week has to be Alexia because she's just handled herself so well with all of the crap that gets thrown at her so she definitely deserves to wear a crown and my friend of the week I think will always be Kiki. She's just everything and she definitely needs her own place in the cast. So that's it for this week's episode of the Not Even Real Housewives Though podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my rants and raves about people. I'm sorry if I offended anybody and there was quite a lot of bad language in this episode. So I do apologize for that. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. I really need you to do that for me, guys, because without that, people can't find my podcast. And let's be honest, we will, everyone wants to listen to this podcast. So have a good week and I will see you soon.